Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast, where we help women who have lost children to build a life of purpose and joy. Our aim is to encourage your hope in the future and strengthen your confidence. I'm your host, Julie Clough, Life Coach and Certified Grief Recovery Specialist. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Episode 19, Self-Worth. I just love being with you here every single week. I just, I love you all. You're on my mind all the time. And as I experience things, I'm thinking of you and I'm thinking of, you know, is there a message here? Is there something that I can share with my friends on the podcast? It's been a beautiful week, uh, reconnecting with friends and making new friends. And I spent this past weekend at a women's business retreat and I met some of the most beautiful people with the most generous spirits. It was truly a privilege to be there. Really a a wonderful experience, hard to even explain how wonderful it was. And many of the speakers told stories of their own personal struggles and how they overcame their struggles and how that has led them to offering solutions for others. Again, it's just a remarkable cycle of help. And so I just loved it. It just I was just reminded over and over again of the goodness in the world. In fact, and maybe you saw my video on Build a Life After Loss, the Facebook page about my experience in Zion National Park. The retreat was actually in a home. It was a large, like, I don't even know what you call it, but you know, it's kind of like a, just a large home where we all stayed. There were, I want to say 70 of us. So it was a home with some outbuildings and so forth. Anyway, we were staying right outside of Zion National Park and I have a national park pass. And so again, you may have seen this on the video, but I decided to go into the park after the conference because I had some time between 10 o'clock when we left the conference and three o'clock when I could check into my hotel. So I ran over to the national park and I thought, well, I'll spend the morning walking on some of the shorter trails and sitting on a bench and kind of thinking through, pondering on everything that I had learned over the weekend and taking notes. That was my plan. So I I got on this trail to go to the Lower Emerald Pool. If you've ever been to Zion National Park, you'll know where that is. But it's, it's a short trail. It's only a little over a mile up and back. What I didn't realize was that there was ice on the trail. Of course, I realized it when I got there, but, you know, initially the trail was clear and dry and it was fine. But as I went further up the trail, it got icy and I, there was a lot of people on the trail actually. And I thought, well, you know, I'll be fine. I was by myself and I thought I'll be fine and I can make it up this trail and I can make it back down. And I did pretty good until I was almost at the end of the icy area and I fell. I fell hard. I hit my, I landed on full weight on my wrist and my thumb just kind of caught me. And then I hit that hard and then I went down on my elbow and then I felt all of that impact into my shoulder. I heard my shoulder pop and all I could think was, this is a trip to the emergency room. (laughs) That's what I was, it was painful and when you, when you experience something painful like that, like all the adrenaline goes, your body has this immediate physical reaction. It's not just the pain in the wrist. It's not just the pain in the arm, the elbow and the shoulder. It's the adrenaline and the, all that reaction. 
And so I was sitting here on this icy trail, just shaken. I was really shaken and I could just feel myself shaking. And I sat down on that trail and I actually scooted on my bottom down to the next section, kind of down, down to the end of that section of ice so that I could even get up. And I got up and I, I walked a few more feet and then it got icy again. This was the end of the ice, but it was probably 15 feet of ice that I needed to get past to get down the rest of the way on the trail. So I was standing there and like I said, I was shaky. So I was standing there on this trail going, how am I going to get down the rest of the way? And these people walked up, they saw me holding my arm and they said, do you need help? And of course my immediate reaction was, I don't need help. And I said, I'm fine. I don't need help. And then I, they kind of stood there for a second and I said, yes, I do. I need help. And they helped me down the rest of the way. I probably could have made it down on my own if I hadn't been so shaky, but I just recognized almost immediately after I said, I don't need help. I almost immediately recognized that, yes, I need help. I need assistance. And they were so kind, just really good people. And they just helped me down the rest of that icy patch. And then I was fine to go. In fact, the, the father in this group, it was, a couple of young ladies, probably early twenties, and then their dad, and then their, and he mentioned that his wife had stayed down on the trail because she didn't want to go up the ice. And I thought she was the smart one. That's probably what I should have done. But as I went down the rest of the trail, I saw this woman standing there and I thought, this has got to be the wife. She was the only one standing alone. And I, I went to her and I said, you're, husband and your family just helped me. And I am just so grateful for them for helping me. And I just wanted to tell you what a big help that they were to me. And again, I was just reminded over and over again of the goodness in the world, the good people in the world, the people that helped me at the park, the people who offered to help me once I got to the hotel, my friend that's staying with me that helped me unpack my car actually my gratitude for my wrist that normally functions quite well. Sometimes I don't appreciate the seemingly little things until I don't have a working wrist that can lift and twist and support my fingers and doing these tasks that we do just constantly every day. The smallest little things became difficult, like driving and dressing and just carrying things that I needed. And then, like I said, I was traveling by myself. So Today, I share my tremendous appreciation for my wrist and for my body that does so much for me with very little acknowledgement most of the time. So it was a reminder to be grateful. And I guess it's a reminder for all of us to just be grateful for, for these little things. Last week, I talked about this idea of thinking that it was somehow noble and honorable to think badly about myself, that it was that thinking badly about myself was keeping me humble and that humility was a good thing. And maybe you have felt that way too. But today we're going to talk about self-worth, how to develop more of it and how our self-talk, our thoughts can hurt us or help us and what we can do to have our thoughts help us. I've learned over time that it's decidedly not noble not good to think badly of myself. It's just plain unhealthy. And here's what I now know to be true. 
that every single person on this planet has worth. We were born with it. It's innate. We don't earn it. We don't develop it. It just is. Think about a newborn baby. Does that baby have worth and value? Of course, we know it in our soul that it's true that every person born on this earth has worth. Yet as we get older, we lose that sense of our worth. People people just tend to lose the sense of their own worth, but it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed one little bit. We'll leave the discussion about serial killers and people we deem as evil or bad for another day. That's a whole nother topic. But each and every person, I truly believe this, each and every person born on this earth has worth. From the minute they're born, they have worth, and that worth does not change over time. So this is the first thing that I learned. Number one, I had value and worth. And that it was there all along, and I just had to believe it. So I would invite you to believe it. Believe that you have worth. Number two is I learned that I needed to choose to love myself. This is my second invitation. Choose to love yourself. I did a whole podcast about loving yourself in episode four, and I won't regurgitate all of that, but I would invite you to look yourself in the eye every day and tell yourself, I love you and use your name. My name's Julie. So I would say, I love you, Julie, or Julie, I love you. Look yourself in the eye and tell yourself that you love you. The third thing I learned Well, first I want to tell you a story. And I don't remember where I heard this story. So if you know where I heard it, (laughs) send me a message and tell me where I heard it. It's a good one. So I'm going to share it with you. So there was a woman that was waiting for a blind date. We'll call her Karen. The blind date never shows up. Later, her friend tells her, well, of course he didn't show up. You're too fat. You're too lazy. You dress poorly. You look old. And the insults went on and on. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a friend saying to you, you're too fat. You're too lazy. You dress poorly. You look old. I just can't imagine how Karen must have felt having her friend tell her that. But here's the twist to the story. That mean friend was her. That mean friend was Karen. These were the things that she said to herself. We can't even imagine a friend saying things like that. And yet these are the kinds of things that we'd say to ourselves. Something happens, like we're waiting for a blind date and the date doesn't show up. So immediately our brain goes to all of these negative, mean thoughts. So I learned that I needed to change my script, that it wasn't helpful to think things like, I'm too fat, I'm too lazy, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough friends. None of those things is helpful at all. Seriously, we all need to stop beating up on ourselves. To be intentional about changing the script, here's something you can do. Every day, get out a scrap of paper, like a post-it note. And write on it one mean thought your brain tells you, like a negative thought about yourself that you hear come up for you. Write it down on that scrap of paper. Now in your journal or in a notebook, 
write down a positive thought that counters the negative thought. And if you can think of two, write them both down. Then tear up the scrap of paper with the negative mean thought. Tear it up into a million little pieces and throw it away. This is a physical act of letting go of that negative thought, destroying that negative thought, throwing it away. The negative thoughts hurt us. How did it feel? Really think about it. How did it feel to hear that story of the woman in the restaurant? It's pretty yucky to think that someone would say those mean things to her, and yet she did it to herself, and we do it to ourselves every day. For example, you might have a thought, you're lazy. Something happens and the thought comes to you, you're lazy. When you're turning that around, the opposite isn't, I'm not lazy. Forget the not sentences. Those aren't helpful because we're still focused on the negative words like lazy. So the opposite or the, the positive statement to you are lazy is not, I'm not lazy. Okay, hopefully that makes sense. A positive thought to turn around your lazy would be something like, I am energetic and enjoy flow in my life. Whatever works for you, whatever comes up for you, trust that that is the correct statement for, for you. These statements may not feel true at first, and that is totally okay. You're building a new vision of yourself and your life. Creation begins with vision. And as human beings, we are creative beings. But again, that's a subject for another day. But I truly do believe we are creative beings. So we want to create a new vision. We want to take a look at, we want to examine those negative thoughts and turn those around and create the vision of what we do want, of what we do want to think. So continue this practice and every day notice a negative thought that you want to turn around and follow that same pattern. Write it on a scrap of paper, then write down the positive turnaround in your journal or notebook and destroy the negative thought. Now focus on the positive thoughts, rehearse them every day. And by the end of the month, you'll have 30 positive thoughts to practice. Refuse to entertain the negative thoughts about yourself. You're intentionally now building a new vision of yourself. So just to review, to build self-worth, one, believe you have worth. Believe it, you do. Choose to believe it. Number two, love yourself. Tell yourself that you love yourself. Number three, throw away the negative thoughts and retrain your brain to focus on positive thoughts about yourself. Remember what we focus on expands. I found it particularly difficult when I was grieving to believe I had self-worth. Why is that? Because we feel tired and confused and incapable of what we were able to accomplish before our loss. This is part of the grief. This is part of those emotions that come up in grief that, that we feel tired and confused and and in some ways incapable. When we falsely tie our self-worth to doing, to doing things, it's easy to feel like we've lost our self-worth when we're feeling tired and confused and incapable. 
but our worth was there and is there all along. It's not tied to our doing, it's tied to our very existence. As we're vigilant about redirecting our thoughts that aren't useful, we can increase our understanding of our self-worth. So one definition for self-worth is the sense of one's own value or worth as a person. It's the sense of one's own value. We have the value. We have the worth as a, a person. We want to understand that worth. We're not building our worth. It was there all along. We're increasing our understanding of our worth. And when we love ourselves and honor our worth, I believe we are powerful. I invite you to visit our website, Build a Life After Loss, and there you can get the three daily habits that will help you to feel better now. Also, you can join our Facebook page. Like our page there and you will get updates about our podcasts and even see me live on occasion. Remember, I believe in you. Have a wonderful week.